Earth. Yes, yes. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black folks from all walks of life, teaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe now is not hosted by a convicted felon or conspiracy theorist wacko or closeted lesbian. But hey, you put on a great show just as good as those people too, so listen up. Tonight, oh, hold on one second. Uh, we're having some technical difficulties. I hope you all are able to actually hear me. Let me see what they're saying in the chat room before I even... Uh-oh. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> don't mess up. Uh, okay. Yeah, like I said, we don't go on because it's uh, ready. We go on because it's 9 o'clock and it's Tuesday. All right. Um, okay, it's going to be a great show. We're going to put on a show just as good as those people do. So listen up. Uh, we have our guest, D. Hood. Uh, here to talk about his music, various other projects, and whatever else Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady wants him to talk about. But before we get into all that, I just want to let you all know you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org. And you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app from iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World. And uh, also, you can get more information on Mount Nav by going to www.malk. NAZ.blogspot.com. And uh, you can check out his music and, and also check out that single Tarzan that you just heard. Um, but enough of me plugging. Let's go right into the show. We bring on the, uh, the, the host and then the guest. Barbara, the country queen lady, how you doing? Hey, Barbara, what's up? Oh, yeah, just doing a show, and we're going ahead and get you on. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, you you ready, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's my voice is coming back slowly but surely. It's, it'll, it'll get there soon. Yeah, I, I hope, you, hope you get better. Hope you get well soon. I know I'm trying, but you know I sit with the lady, so I talk to her like four hours a day to sit with her. So it's kind of hard for it to come back without hand to you know do that. But it's it, it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me go on ahead and bring on take the butterfly out of the out of the jar, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey, How you doing? hey, hey, Barbara. I'm good. Hey, lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Just doing a show. Uh, yes. It's going to be a great show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. Now uh, let me go ahead and bring on the guests. We can get this uh, get this started. D. Hunter, how you doing? What's good, brother? I'm doing fine. Hello. 
How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Oh yeah. Good. Okay, now this is how we do it, D. All right. Um, you know, Barbara will sit you down in the hot seat and interrogate you like the cop did, interrogate mm-hmm. the session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. About nine thirty. 9.35, so around that time. Then after that, we'll start taking calls from the audience. I see one of y'all pressed one already, so you're going to have to definitely wait until after the interview. So we'll start taking calls around 9.30, 9.35. Well, yeah, 9.35. After we take the calls, around 10 o'clock, we take a break. Uh, you know, also got some commercials to play. Then after that, we come back with the old church lady announcements with myself. <laughs> after that. Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston, and we'll talk about various topics in the community, and we'll also have you on that panel discussion with us, D-Hud, and uh, we'll also take more of your calls, and then after that, that's our show, so you ready? Yes, sir. All right. D-Hud, Dennis Lamar Hudson, congrats <laughs> on the single, Welcome to the Jungle, baby, because, I mean, it's hot. It's a cross between, for me, and some other people I let listen to it, Bone Thugs and Harmony and EPMD. That's what I got out of it. Oh, thank you. That's thank my, you. Yeah, that's my cross. It's nice. It's, it's going to do well. It's going to do well. Now, I'm going to get, I'm going to put you in my seat immediately because you're a frat boy. I got to, I got, I got to <laughs> touch you. I got to touch you right out the gate, okay? So, I'm not even going to waste no time. You ready? <laughs> yes, man. You ready? <laughs> All right. Okay, like I said, like I said, I see you belong to the fraternity Iota Phi Theta. You do know in recent years, you know in recent years, frat houses have not only been spotlighted for their bad boy demeanor, but also the hazing process, the good old hazing process. Is it still an issue? Is it still an issue with the fraternity houses and were you ever hazed? Uh... No, not with my process. I wasn't hazed. Uh, you do have a lot of college campuses, though, that, uh, you know, a lot of guys come in a certain way, and the old school way, and that's all they know. And, you know, and then the younger guys that are coming through now, they have to deal with, uh, in the fraternity world, which they call it as being paper because they don't necessarily go through the uh, old way of rugged, going in the cut, being in the cut, taking wood, and actually going through something. But the way I mm-hmm. look at it is that when you really break it all down, you can really mess the person up mentally. If I can get you to think mentally and get you to think about what you're doing and drain you mentally, that's mm-hmm. 10 times worse than me, you know, putting you in the cut and beating you for like 30 minutes, like, because you don't get nothing right. out of that. But if I put mm-hmm. you to think on your toes and actually think about what I'm mm-hmm. telling you to do, uh, and, like, what I liked was I had a line when I was in Washington, these two young guys, and it's a poem we do, My Brother's Keeper. And um, one of the guys, he was over my house. They was online. They was chilling. We was all in there just chilling and drinking or whatever. And um, the guy that was online, one of his, he, he threw up. One of the guys online threw up. And then I looked at his mm-hmm. LD, and I told him, I was like, I said, see, you remember that poem, My Brother's Keeper? I said, see, well, you already know what you got to do. And, you know, he cleaned it up. And, you know, he had to mm-hmm. clean up his own LB throw-up. But he learned the poem, and that brought them too closer together, you know. So you right. can take little stupid stuff like that and make it a learning experience rather than, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like just beating them across the head. Because the way I look at it as a dean of a line, when your line do good, that makes you look good. So right. you want to make sure no guy is taken care of. 
I hear you. And I mean, see, and that's that's what I'm trying to do, put to bed the perpetuated myth, um, you know, myth that they have about fraternities. Because, I mean, like, belonging to one yourself, what was the positive outlook for it? Um, for you, like for any prospect, what's the positive outlook that helps shape your life being a part of a fraternity? Uh, the organization actually helped kind of like save my life in a sense. When I was in college, one of my best friends crossed my elder. And my freshman year on campus where I went to school at Fort Valley State University, it was only two mm-hmm. of them. It was only two Iotas on the yard. And I remember this white kid and a black guy. Mm-hmm. And they was on the yard talking about a big old bow and shell. I stepped in high school, so when I first got to campus, you know, I started looking into fraternities, and uh, I found the home with IOTA. And I and one thing I liked about IOTA is that I didn't have to conform to be nothing. You know, like a lot of the other Greeks within the Divine Nine, per se, you know, they got a lot of stigma to them behind them, like, you know, behind the other organizations, which necessarily not bad, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying, people could look at you a certain way, but when most people hear that you're an IOTA, you know, they're like, what is an IOTA? I never really heard of an IOTA. What is an IOTA? So the most people only representation of an IOTA is you, especially being mm-hmm. in the South. It's more bigger up north, like in the D.C., Baltimore area. Right, area, right. That's where we were founded at. So it's a lot of more IOTAs up that way. But when you start getting down towards Georgia and the Florida area, you might mm-hmm. see them, but you don't see them as much. So the way we like to say it is, like, one iota, you know, have to, you know what I'm saying, that's what we tell a lot of the younger guys that want to come to the organization. Like, as an iota, you got to be able to hold your own in a room of a lot of the other Greeks because you might find yourself as the only iota in the room, and you got to represent the organization and stand behind your organization. That's great. That's great. And, I mean, of all the things that you could have chose to do, you chose to be an artist, and I mean, like I see you've been married eight years. Why uh, would you seven. go into seven? Why would you go yes, into yes. an industry that you know takes its toll on the family, especially of an aspiring artist? I mean, because you deal with all kind of mess. You know it: the barnyard variety, chicken, snakes, dogs. I mean, and you know that it affects your family, especially your wife. How has being an artist affected your family now? Uh, now we're in a great place. In the beginning, it was rough. Uh, one thing I do like about my wife, when I first met my wife in college, uh, I was all about music. So when we first actually started dating, like she would actually sit in the room for like 10 hours, and I'm in the studio just sitting in there recording. And like, But like over the years, I had to learn how to balance it, you know, family and mm-hmm. then music, you know, had to mm-hmm. find that. That, that fine line to walk because I was more so about music, 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 and I realized that, like, hey, I got I got a girlfriend. And then it's like, oh, now it's not just my girlfriend no more. This is my wife. Um, in the beginning, it was kind of rough because we had a lot of people that, like, would say certain stuff and mm-hmm. would try to, you know, oh, yeah, he said this, that, and the third. And it's kind of hard, too, being a male artist as married because you don't never mm-hmm. know about your female counterpart. Like, exactly. Uh, Last year, a prime example, last year we was in uh, Atlanta for my wife's birthday, uh, mm-hmm. Labor Day weekend, and I did a show down in Atlanta that weekend, and it was this female outside of the hotel room that stayed in, like, Dakota or somewhere. I don't remember where she stayed at. But, you know, she spoke, and she was like, hey, what y'all know? I'm like, no. Nah, yes, yes. And, it was, and mm-hmm. like it was me, I had a friend there with me, 
and you know, this girl turned it into like, and I asked her like, what she do about music and stuff like that, because that's what it's really more about. But you know, by the time she left Atlanta and got back home, she done turned our conversation about music and business about uh, you know me trying to talk to her and me telling her I love her. But luckily, my wife got access to all my stuff, so she see pretty much everything. So I was covered on that end, but it kind of like make it it kind of make it rough and tough sometimes because like I really want to work this person, but then like when I'm gonna get on the back end, you know, because and that's why I like let everybody know like I'm married, I don't shy away from it, I love it, and got a pocket with my old lady, she gonna turn up, and I'm gonna turn up with her, you know, or, you know, but overall it hasn't been a bad experience, and it's been a mm-hmm. huge blessing. It's been a blessing in disguise because she my biggest supporter, and she's been there through everything. So stepping into the persona be her and then, you know, shutting it down to be the, you know, husband, Dennis Hudson is not that difficult for you. You're, you're able to be able to make that transition back and forth. Yes, ma'am. All right, let's talk about Welcome to the Jungle. Why that name for the track and who came up with it? And are y'all referring to the concrete? Because, you know, they, that's a slang of urban and ghetto community that most artists use, like, naughty by nature. Uh, so with me, I was actually sent down. Uh, I got the instrumental from the guy. I bought it from this guy's line. And I was sitting down, I was listening to the track, and I was thinking about my brand, Out of Water NT. And I was like, well, out of order NT, like it's out of water. And then when I thought about the mm-hmm. brand, I was like, well, how did I come up with that name? And that was unique in itself, coming up with the name for the brand. And when I thought about all that stuff together, and then I thought about, like, that out in it, and I was like, well, welcome to the jungle. And I was like, I heard that in the beat. I was like, ooh, I like that. And then I was like, well, where I'm going with the jungle? And then I was like, well, you know what? I'm a centaur, you know. That's something came like no matter how they chop it up, like I'm a centaur, I'm a theta man, I'm an iota. And, and I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be able to pledge, but it's not. So that's why, like, the song, that first verse come in the way it started mm-hmm. off. Say it's mm-hmm. 555, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't really understand that, but, like, a lot of my frat brothers, they would listen to the song, they were like, oh, wow, frat, this really went ham in the song. Because it's, a lot right. of it was, like, metaphorically dealing with the fraternity, but, like, real-life stuff, too, all at mm-hmm. the same time, because you find yourself in bad spots in life and rough spots in life, and you got to, you know what I'm saying, learn how to adapt and deal with it and take all of that right. and turn that bad into good. You got to. And living in Tennessee, one of the most slave states in the South, I mean, Welcome to the Jungle fits right in. What do you hope to give the effect to the listeners by by this track? What kind of effect do you expect to get for the listeners? Uh, just to let people know that, you know, uh, even though it may seem bad and you're in a rough spot, like just, you know what I'm saying, keep the hope, like keep the faith because, I mean, I've been there. You know, I've been there. I've been homeless. I slept in one of my best friend cars. Like when I was a college student, I was like homeless, like literally homeless for a little while. But I had mm-hmm. to go get it, you know. So, and that's what it's all about. Like, like they say, if you get knocked down seven times, get up eight. You know. So mm-hmm. that's what a song. That's what a song was about. And me dealing with like a lot of the transgression that I dealt with, like from family and a lot of their stuff, and taking all of that and being like and understanding the situation, and me like kind of just like okay, boom. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm trying to do. Okay, I realize where I'm at in my life, but instead of me letting it get to me, I'm going to take this opportunity and use it 
to build me up and make mm-hmm. and that song is actually like the uh anthem for my brand. Welcome to the Jungle is the anthem for Out of Water N T. I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but yeah. it's the anthem for my brand. So. Yeah, I was gonna ask you why is it the anthem and why is that the name of y'all group? Uh so the group of well, when I was in Washington as a young soldier in Washington around about the time I was meeting up with Malcolm, getting to really get to know Malcolm and stuff, like everything mm-hmm. in my life was like crumbling, like everything. I mean, like literally everything from my marriage to like family, everything was crumbling. And the only good thing I had was music and IOTA. Those were the only two mm-hmm. positive things I had around me at that time. And so, I found out so how does that make y'all out of order? That's why I said, well, I said the name of the group. That sounds like in order. So why did that make y'all out of order, OWT? Because my life was so out of order. I was sitting out talking to somebody, and I was like, you know what? My life is so out of order right now. Like, I just found mm-hmm. out, I was like, you know what? And I was like, ooh, bingo, I got it. Out of order entertainment and everything. And I sat out and I was sitting out with one of my producers at the time. He was like, what? I said, out of order entertainment. And he was like, and then I wrote it. Like, if you actually mm-hmm. did, wrote out, it's O-W-T, a zero with a line to it with an L, and then mm-hmm. every other letter is upside down. It's hard to do that with a computer, but with the actual logo, that's how it looks. And okay. that's why I came up with the brand, because everything in my life was out of order. And there was another negative. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this negative situation I'm in right now, and I'm going to thrive mm-hmm. on it. Because being, being out of order, and my life was so out of order, and the only thing I had was Iota and music. I took the two positive things and really mm-hmm. put all the negative back in the pot and remixed it back up. And you did. You did. Awesome you did because it's a it's a high it's a high. I mean, I don't know about the brand per se, but I know the single is banging, and I mean, it's getting a lot of viewership. And, and as you said earlier, "Welcome to the Jungle" um depicted the life is what I took from it of a working class person versus a hustler, and how. Mm-hmm there's really no difference per se in their lifestyle, just the choices that they make. And I mean, in the lyrics, is that kind of the, um, kind of the scenario that you wanted to have everybody arrive at as they, as they listen to the song? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because of, I come, I came from that background. Like I came from a rough neighborhood and mm-hmm. I saw what I didn't want to become as and I had to fight my way out to become and be the person I am now and to be where I'm at in my life now. Like, a lot of the people I grew up with school with are dead or locked up, mm-hmm. facing a lot of time in prison. So, and to see some of them guys, I'm like, dang, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really went to school with this guy. Like, last summer I had to go home uh, because my cousin got killed. So I had to go home last summer, mm-hmm. and, you know. But, and I was supposed to go home that weekend anyway. But my cousin got killed that Sunday before I could make it home. And so at that moment, I realized that, like, you know, it was just a lot of stuff going on. And that was around, and I had just got finished making that song. And it, it, it maybe it helped somebody else, too, you know, to, like, maybe necessarily, like, yeah, the squeaks, the squeaks look intriguing and interesting mm-hmm. because it's, mm-hmm. it's quick cash. You know, it's quick. I can get it. You know, so I got my homies, but... What, a, mm-hmm. what they don't really tell a lot of these guys is that, you know, it's fun while it lasts, but when you when stuff really hit the fans, some same homies, they don't care about it. Ain't nobody there with you, don't. 
They don't. You know, you left on your own. And, I mean, for you personally, after all you've been through, I mean, what is the legacy that you hope to leave behind in your music? Um, To let people know that no matter where you come from, no matter what you may deal with, like, you can... You can do whatever you put your mind to. Like, I go hard for my nieces and nephews. I got about 20 nieces and nephews all together out of my mom and eight kids. And um, the older the older ones know me. Like, the older eight eight or ten, they know me. The rest of them, the younger ones, they don't really know me because I had them left home and went to school and all that stuff. But the ones that do know me, they love me. And I, and I, and I, I strive so hard for them to let them know that, like, no matter what people say you can't do, if you truly believe in yourself, if you're willing to put in the hard work, if you're willing to, you know, do what you got to do, stay focused against all odds, even sometimes if that means standing alone, you know, um, mm-hmm. you're going to be all right. What do you think about the artist now that, you know, aspiring artists as well as legends and those who are currently running on different recording um, studios, what do you see in the artists now? That is it is it a possibility that a lot of them are going astray and getting away from the focus, which is the music, and focusing on more things that we really don't want the young generation to focus on, and that is the streets. I mean, what's your opinion on that? Because you're talking, you want better for the youth, especially with being somebody in a position in your organization to be able to be a positive vehicle for these kids, I mean, what do you see going on with the artists now and the past that they should be doing to try to better that bridge that gap for these young guys? Because what they see, you know, most of them go by what they hear in the music. And again, I mean, you know, as you speak on that in Welcome to the Jungle, what do you want um, to see other artists, old and new, to do better to encourage these young men? To let them know, like, I feel like uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, they focus on, like, because that's what hot, like, the streets, like, uh, people look at you weak if you're not from the, or if you don't have a certain persona about yourself, people kind of, like, look at you weak or question you, but the way I look at it, I look at it like this, even though, like, you rap about it because, like, if that's where you come from, that's okay because that's your story. And I understand that, but also when you're telling that story of that rough, rugged era in your life, mm-hmm. also on the back end of that, come back and let these kids know that, hey, that's what I used to do. Like, you're not selling freaking bricks and kilos now. And you're right, right. Like, you, your brand is way bigger than you out here on the corner selling a kilo exactly. or you out here banging with your homies. Like, you mm-hmm. came from that. That's what you've been through. That's your testimony. But now you let them know that's where you came from. Now let them know, like, uh, the real about it because they think it's all fun and dandy until, like, they end up with a bullet wound or somebody end up shot or somebody mm-hmm. end up dead. It's all fun and games to bullets coming in. And you got to really, is. Yeah. you know what I'm saying, think about what the situation is in. It's all fun and games until them bullets and cops involved and you sit mm-hmm. in the glass room getting interrogated and you in there by yourself and now you gotta what you gonna do, stand up for crime. So I feel like as artists, it's our job. Yeah, we can tell that story where we come from. Cause I know I got some trap I got some trap songs too. Mm-hmm. I try to I try to balance it out to let people know like, hey, this cool, this is how I'm feeling but at the same time mm-hmm. 
it's a better way. You matured, and that you matured into somebody just like most other artists. I tell everybody else, Jay Z and them are my perfect examples. Ice Cube, Ice T. I could go on to the ones who learned that the streets is not gonna is not gonna get you where you really want to be. And to get in that boardroom and make the real money, you're going to have to step out of that gangster and become a businessman. And Jay-Z said it best in one of his songs. You can't live like that forever. Not if you want to continue to make real money. Real paper or, excuse me, there's another guy called the coupons. Um, that, that, that's made that's really right, girl. Child. Made with decision-making process, not, not knocking folk off. Cause see, eventually you're going to get caught with that. That past going to catch up with you. And as long as you got it doing it the, the, the good way, the legit way, I mean, can't nobody take it from you. And I, and I don't really see a lot of the artists, like you said, evolving around discussing that with these young people. They too busy making the money off the kids listening to the hype. They're not being honest with them about the repercussions of the hype. And I just I just was wondering how you felt about that in an era where it's it's moving fast and this song's gonna pick up, which means you're gonna get the eyes of a lot of folk. And I'm just wondering how how you're gonna handle that when you start having that following of young folk behind you for real. You know, are you gonna keep it positive, keep it real, the way you learn with your brotherhood, um, for these oh. kids, because that's what they need is a positive um, upbringing. And with that being said, how's prep going for tours, deals, and marketing? Where what point are you at now with this single and a record in general? Uh, the single itself doing good right now. I don't have like no real uh, marketing team. I do got a good promotion team behind me. Two two nine the block with uh, Miss Redfield. Who I so happen to meet through Malcolm. Um, I got some stuff coming up with uh, Jay here in the future, and just you know, just really focusing on building my brand and you know, staying focused because like I even tell everybody like when you look at it, like you said, like you can't be in that image. And like I was in Atlanta this weekend and I was talking to this guy man this weekend and I tell him like I'm in North Carolina. Like, I went from Washington where I had built the fan base over a couple of years to where now I had to come to North Carolina where no one knew me. You know, nobody knew who I was. I mm-hmm. know where I, I show up to a Coast to Coast live show. I take second place in that show, and the ball get rolling here in North Carolina because I just showed up. Like, and I, wow. that was just a spur of the moment. That was just a spur of the moment. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I seen it on Facebook. I hopped in a couple of times. I was like, all right, cool, whatever whatever going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then um, I ended up being, like, we're not supposed to be, like, number five on stage, but I ended up being number two on stage. And I, wow. I did uh, one of my club, club bangers, which is uh, Moving Money, that beat just grabbed people in the club. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I was suited up and everything because that's my brand. Like, and I, I tell Malcolm and all my friends, like, if nothing else, you got to represent your brand because, at the end of the day, when it comes to my brand and I don't want to NT, like all people see with that brand is me because I'm the head. I'm the head of that brand. So whatever right. else happens up under me, like I got to control that. Like I got to control all of that and still at the same time stay true to who I am and to myself. Right. So like here in North Carolina, like a lot of people might per se not know my name as an artist, but when I walk mm-hmm. in the room and they see that top hat because I wear my top hat, my brim hat, my kangos. Like, I hung around the older guys. So, 
Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm going to have on my top hat. And when I come in with them top hats, a lot of people look like, oh, man, that's the guy everybody been talking about. And a lot of people come up and approach right. me because they hear about me and I don't necessarily know them. But to me, that's a good thing because I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right because I'm new here. I'm, I'm still kind of new to the state. I just really started, like, going hard with my music here in North Carolina. I started here about six months before I did anything. Because I got here in mm-hmm. September, and I didn't do the coast-to-coast until July of 2016, but I got here September 2016. So I kind of right. stopped a little minute and just watched the scene, and then Malcolm came, and I was like, all right, let's go. And then been right. at it ever since. But before I give you over to the listeners, I'm going to ask you what I asked everybody else. Being in IOTA 5 Theta, I know y'all have seen a lot of things going on with the young people as you go around and giving your message of positivity and trying to get the kids motivated and encouraged to do the right thing. Where do you see most of the young ladies, and it doesn't matter their background, where do you see most of the young ladies headed in this generation? Uh... I wish there was more uh, female role models that wouldn't be like just kind of like speak up, like more not instead of worried about what everybody else would say. Because I think a lot of them kind of get caught up in the the trend and the selfies and you know uh, taking like the uh, skin showing pictures. And like me and one of my friends on Facebook and one of my old NCOs that I called my mom, we we had a conversation, and it was like, you, if you see a girl with showing nothing but skin and, and lingerie and all kinds of stuff, like, don't be mad if a guy come at you kind of like sideways because all he sees is what you put out as your image. So in his mm-hmm. mind, the first thing he's thinking about is like, oh, she a freak. Not not per se that, like, he don't know you, so only thing he can go by is what he sees. And I'm like, and at the same time, I wish that, like, we would just take the time out to, like, kind of, like, get to know each other. Like, I wrote a poem in, uh, recently, and it was called Black Men, and I was talking about how, like, as the male, as black males, like, the rest of the world see us as crazy, savage animals. But our own mm-hmm. black women see us as weak, as if, like, we're nothing. But right. these are the women we're supposed to protect. But I think a lot of that comes with, like, because they're so tired of or, uh, everybody pretending to be a hustler or want to be hard. But at the end of the day, a real man understands that, you know, I'm going to take care of my family first. And That's then everything right. going to fall in line. You know, I'm going to fall My wife's going to follow me and I'll follow God. I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to go to work and eat, like, my wife get a lot of stuff because she don't work, and everybody like, well, how how are you doing that? But I'm like, you know, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was raised, you know, my wife can work, but right now my wife's education, her finishing school and getting her degree, is more mm-hmm. important than her going to go punch somebody's clock to do something she don't want to do. So I still mm-hmm. don't worry about her schoolwork. You go to school, don't worry about no. I know that's no, right. I, I go make the money, you finish your degree, and then you can actually go do what you want to do. And I know that's right. I know that. Yeah, you've been taught by the old school. You're right. You've been taught by the old school because that's the way they think. That's the way my husband thinks. And I mean, this younger generation of guys have a more selfish approach to life and a relationship and marriage. And I see it every day because I have an 18-year cleaning business. And I see it every day. Their approach to what you just said is the reason why we have a high divorce rate and a high 
extra uh, marital activity rate because they weren't raised with that mentality. It's a me, 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 I, 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 and not a we scenario where we, you know, support one another doing something that makes the relationship work. And as long as you and your young lady keep that going, y'all, ain't nobody going to be able to stop you with anything because you have to have that compromise. You have to have that unity or it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I mean, I know a lot of times you saw grandma and grandpa, they had a little bickle. We all just seen it. I mean, I, I've seen my grandparents go into the room and come out, both of them look fucked up. You don't know what the hell happened. You ain't heard shit. You ain't heard shit. You walk in the room, chairs torn down. The room look like hell, but you ain't heard a damn thing. In about 10 minutes, whatever went down was squashed. They went right back to regular because it, it was a matter of a respect. There was no abuse. No, no, you know, bruises on her, bruises on him, but it was respect to get their point across. Once it was done, it was squashed, and they moved on. They moved on as a unit, and my husband watched that. I watched that growing up with my grandparents, and that's the way we built our relationship, which is why that's been 18 years long, because we learned that mentality from them, and I'm hoping that through you and others like that, the youth of this generation can learn those married, unmarried, aspiring to be, or in a in a healthy relationship will learn if you keep preaching that message. Yeah. Jay, you got any calls for Oh yes, oh yes, we got some callers. Uh I just wanna let before we take this first call, I just wanna say and if you're listening in on your phone, all you got to do is press 1, and we'll get you on. If you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. If you want to talk to D-Hud or, you know, uh, talk to us, whatever you want to do, just give us a call, and we'll chop it up with you. All right, let's uh, go ahead and take this first call. Thanks for the interview, love. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. Caller in the 678-764. You're on the air. Who is this? Uh, This is Devonna. Hey, Devonna. Hi, I am Diaz Wally. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, <laughs> glad you called in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, doing school work, but dismissing the interviews all at the same time. <laughs> ah, okay. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Yeah, I already, am. Yeah, I already, I already know. I was gonna say, D. Hunt is great. You already know that you are uh, you're married to him, so. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I didn't I have like a question. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. But I was just calling because I want to tell him that I'm so proud of him. And his accomplishments and how far he has came. I've seen him from when he started to where he's at now, and I'm just so proud to call him my husband. And I am like behind him 100%. He did an amazing job. Oh yes, oh yes, definitely. We we appreciate you. Every you know we all proud of D Hood too. Um, also, uh, you know, you're welcome to join us in Blacktopia too. You know, you know, chop it up with us, and and, and it's a great group. You know, Blacktopia, Blacktopia Society. I don't know uh, how much D. Hud has told you about it, but uh, 
you know, he he goes in there and um, you know, enjoys himself too, and then also drops some poetry on the poetry night you do on Wednesday nights, too. Um, okay. Oh yeah, we have we have plenty of married couples in Blacktopia too. You know, we you know the, the married the couple is in the group uh, participating. So, you know, it's 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 plenty of husbands and wives uh, in Blacktopia because we're all you know we're all family in there. You know. Yeah, I don't let him fool you, girl. We got baby daddies lurking too. Don't let him fool you. We got baby daddies lurking too. Cause somebody put my baby daddy up there. Anyway, I ain't got no baby daddy, so ain't none of that going on on this end. I ain't got to worry about that. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I just wanted to let him know that I'm so proud of him and keep up the good work. Oh yeah. Thanks, thanks. You are some boo boo. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, Y'all too cute. Y'all gonna make me cry. Huh? Y'all too cute. Y'all gonna make me cry. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I love that young <laughs> Lou. Young Lou. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, Devon, we're gonna take you out with with some claps. All right. Definitely. Thank you. All right, let's go on ahead and take the uh, the next call. Okay, the next call. That's that's what they do. They they that person hung up. But okay, if you want to uh, give the call back, just press one, and we'll get you on. Um, you know, if you're listening in on the link again, that number is five one six three eight seven one two one nine, and uh, press one, and we'll get you on. Uh, I know a lot of y'all inboxing me. Uh, go over to the uh, the event page if you want if you want to talk to all of us or or ask to join the chat room too. So for all y'all inboxing, you know, uh, hey, let's let's talk amongst each other. You know about the show and any questions you may have. If you if you don't want to call into the show, because uh, I know a lot of y'all, I see a lot of y'all tuning in. Um, if you want to ask a question, go to the event page and drop it. Uh, Adrian Charleston will read it out for you. Because I, I can't read. <laughs> y'all remember that? <laughs> you know that that show we did two weeks ago. Y'all figured that out. But um, <laughs> uh, or you can go into the chat room and pop a question over in there too. So uh, so definitely do that. And um, don't be afraid. Press one. Talk to D Hud about his music. Um, you know, history, or, you can, or if you have any uh, topics that you want to just bring to the table, and you want to just get D Hud's opinion on it, and as well as our opinion on it. You, you're welcome to call in and and uh, you know put that on the round table. And we'll discuss that. All right. Um, now, Adrian, uh, do you have any <clears throat> any, any uh, follow-up questions? Anything you wanna? Oh, hey. No, I've just been uh, listening and enjoying and uh, going through his page and picking out pictures and stuff. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, and it's and I was gonna post your wedding picture and all that, but I was like, it might be too much, so I just left that part alone. But um, no, it's been great learning all these great things about you. I didn't, I didn't know Barbara always does a great interview by digging in and finding out things that people may or may not know about you, and a lot of things that you shared today I didn't know. Um, and it's just been great learning more about you. Um, 
And I don't think I have any more questions. Like I said, Barbara goes in depth. So she's always, your wife sounds so cute. Y'all sound so young. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, We got a question. uh, One sent to my inbox uh, from Maisha Hutchinson. Um, mm-hmm. She says, "Okay, where can I where can I find the song that uh, you and Barbara were talking about earlier?" So, uh, what, what, uh, what you, you got? You can go to YouTube for anybody that's looking for uh, any of my music. You can go to YouTube directly and top and type in "Out of Order Entertainment" O W T when you spell it out O W T. It'll pull up my direct um, label page. That's why I put everything for my brand at. Um, you can find the song there. Also, she can go to my SoundCloud and find it on there too. Okay, good, good. So, uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, you know, get that. You know, um, and like I said, you got any questions? Uh, you don't have to hit up my inbox. Uh, you can also join the chat room and and, and talk amongst each other. And, and you can also look at the event page and pop that question down too. So uh, you see that black copy round table talk. Uh, event page, just drop your question on over there. Uh, you know, well, you know, I don't mind y'all talking to me in the, in the inbox. You know, it's all good. But you know, we definitely want everybody to kind of talk amongst each other too. You know, um, definitely want to keep encouraging that. Um, oh yeah. So, uh, so Dio, let me ask you, uh, what what producers you work with? Uh, right you... now, I'm working with two producers. One of them is. Kira Jackson out of what, the state of Washington. That's why I met her. She actually produced uh, Kisses of the Sun, Game Time, which is another song with me and Malcolm on it. Uh, Wait a Minute, which is another song. And then another guy, uh, Gabriel Hernandez, who go by the name of Gotham Beat. Uh, Fear will go by Thrill Jackson. She just now changed her name to Juju Red Cup. Uh, and then Gabriel Gotham Beat Hernandez, his name is Gotham Beat. So I met both of them out in Washington. And then now I'm going to start working with a new guy I just met this weekend in Atlanta by the name of Sun Deep. He'll be a new new uh, producer I'll be working with. And then my uh, my friend, Montreal Slater, who do the uh, late date on Mondays and Wednesday night uh, from the gate come on late around like ten thirty. But he got a couple of producers on there like like the one song I did one song and a guy from New York from the late gate, he hit me up my inbox and he's like, Hey, I like your music. I think we'll make a great track together and he sent me a couple of instrumentals and I was like, All right and then I bought the instrumental that I wanted and then I did the song. So anybody that's willing to work with me and then like if I find a really hot track that I like, I will like any means necessary I'm going to make sure I get that track because I like it. And I'm also looking forward, I'm finished by working with the, uh, I don't even remember the guy's name, one of the guys uh, from the Black Topia group. He's one of the producers out of the group. I've been talking to him lately too. Oh, who who from Black Topia? Uh, I don't want to mess up the guy's name. DJ, I'm going to say Chop or... What is saying? Oh, oh no, nah, he's not a black token. Um, you you talking about B chat B chat beats? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not melanated, so he's not a black token with us. But I know, yeah, yeah. I seen y'all talking on my wall. You you found him on my wall, <laughs> and I saw y'all talking. 
Well, I was about to ask about that. I was going to ask you if you and uh, B Chat Beats uh, hooked up. So I guess I guess you you guys are. Because <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. it. Right, and then right. this guy here in North Carolina by the name of Black Jesus, because I'm working on a project actually that I'm dropping on my birthday in May, uh, May 31st. I'll be dropping a project. Gemini. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Gemini. So we got to say it twice because Gemini's do everything twice and right and best. Yeah. Yep. Right. Gemini. Oh, you know, you know, they say we got two sides to it, and uh, you know, my two sides. Is the good side and the damn that's even better side. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I got my good side and my bad side. I try to keep my bad side heated away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my bad side is the good side though. Because I mean, like I said, the good side and even better side. So if you got a bad side, yeah, that's the good side. That's just good. Mm Oh yeah. Yes. Um. So uh, so you guys uh want to call in and talk and, and join in? Uh, oh, we got a call. We got another. Finally, we got another one. All right, I'm glad y'all not being afraid. Caller in the nine one two four nine two. You're on the air. Who is this? I just want to know what's up with them Aries, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's too many Geminis what's on the phone. What's up with the Aries, Jay? You know what it is. Nothing. Baby! Yeah, them Aries is what's up. I enjoy them, man. You know what I'm saying? I live and die Aries. But he cool, though. I'm enjoying the show. I want to tell you thank you, bro. And let's make some music, man. Like, you know, I ain't into music, but I just want you to tie in to my page and everything. Jay, know I'm going to connect. We can tie in and you can network, man. Just throw everything you got, what you can, on my page, EBZ Sexy Wills, man. It's a group. It's a great group, man. You can get really exposure in there. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to definitely drop everything yeah. in the group. I got over 3,000 members. so. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do that. Uh Cause I'm sitting here on my laptop right now. I'm on the uh, I'm on the blog talk. I'm actually on the actual page page right now, and then I'm getting all the pop ups from the uh, other page too. So, yeah, um, yeah, that music is <laughs> definitely a smoke song. You know, I always tell Jay, want some good smoke song, want some good songs, get you pumped up. You know what I mean? Get you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Doing some push-ups or something. You know what I mean? Get you, get you smoke a cigarette or a black. You know I mean? <laughs> That's like a black and mild song. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but that's good for y'all, man. You know your old lady and everything. Just keep doing what you do, man. You know you and your peoples. You know what I mean. So um, yeah, just keep send me the music, man. You know what I mean. I couldn't find you on here. I looked under D Hood. I couldn't find you when I searched. So maybe uh, it's, it's Dennis Lamar. Uh, which 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 what you looking under? My name is if James. Okay, if you're looking for me on Facebook, type in Dennis Lamar, and you're going to see some brown and gold headphones pop up. Okay. All right. Click on those brown and gold headphones. It'll pop up on my end. I'm definitely, uh, once I get the invite, I'll, um, I'll accept it, and then I'll go right to your inbox, and I'll drop all my links right there. Oh, man. Yo, I, thank you so much, man. That's a, I really appreciate you doing that, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome, That's man. Good, uh, man. 
I can email you a couple of CDs out your way too. Um, I get your address to the messages. I got a couple of CDs I got right now. But just these just CDs I made just to ride. So it got 22 songs on it, and it's just a CD okay. I ride to because I do a lot of traveling up and down the highway. And it just you throw it in, and you can just ride out. Bet man, I need that man. I need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm gonna add you to my group as a VIP member, man. But I'm 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 gonna right. um hit you up so. Look up Dennis Lamar. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, just type in Dennis Lamar, and then you'll see some brown and gold headphones pop up. Okay. All right. And that'll be my page. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot, everybody. What's up, Bar? Everything's good to go. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, I like to get you. Know what I'm uh, all right. I'm going to take you out with a... Uh, oh, I'm going to take you out with Take you out with a baby. Miss Marie Jones. Baby! <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and also, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect y'all in Facebook in the uh, in the Blacktopia group. You know, so you, so you know who you know which one is which. Um, okay. Yeah, and I'm also gonna tag the uh, you know, tag somebody else that was actually asking about your uh, single in my inbox too, so you could you could hit them with the music too. Um. Oh yeah. So um, you got any uh, shows coming up? Uh, I actually do. I got one coming up in May. I got a show I'm doing on my birthday, and I could be possibly doing another show here in the next month or so. It's pending right now. I'm not quite sure if I'm gonna do it. Cause my last show was awesome, but the problem was. There was a guy there. I guess he felt some type of way. He kind of went over his time frame. And he he kind of had a – he tried to cause a scene in the club. But, you know, as an adult and as me having my wife with me, I decided the boy kept taking shots. So just like my son said, as I got off my set, I went to the boy and I took a couple of more shots and I sat down and enjoyed myself the rest of the night before I had to get back down the road. So I had to run six miles the next morning. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, let me ask you this: uh, what what's one of the uh, worst experiences? I mean, you know, aside from uh, you know, some of the what 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 is it, like one of the worst experiences you've had as an artist? Not just at uh, at a particular show, but just um, overall, and what you learn from it, and how you bounce back from it. Uh, the worst experience I ever had was. Which is crazy. One of my frat brothers actually, I'm not gonna say no in particular name. One of my frat brothers out in Washington. I met him out in Washington. Him and his family do stuff down in Florida, and I guess his brother kind of like worked with people in the industry per se, and they got some connects. And that's how I ended up meeting Thrill, my female producer from Washington. I met her through my frat brother because he had a CD with a whole bunch of instrumentals on it, and he gave it to me, but she made them beat, and I kept trying to reach out to her. But um, I wrote a couple of songs. They had the songs, and um, they they ran down to Florida with my music. Like, they literally ran down to Florida with my music. Like, my music was being played in Florida, and I had no idea. Like, I had no idea 
and my producer ended up going down there. This was this is what's so crazy about the story. My producer ended up going down there about a year or so later. Two guys came to her, and um, they was talking about they knew people from Washington, and they played two songs. But the two songs they played for her, she produced them songs, and she was like, you know, she pretty much called them out and was like, no, like no, I produced that beat. That's my artist. Like, you know, and she kind of, like, set the record straight, and she FaceTimed me right on the spot. And she was like, yo, hug. I was like, what up, famo? And she was like, these jokes down here playing your song. I was like, what? Like, they kind of, like, they tried to get off and run away with it, but I'm smart. Like, I cover all my tracks. I got all my stuff together. And now, like, they dealing with court issues. Because it's my music. I wrote the song. She produced the beat. Like it, I can understand if you wrote the song, but it was just kind of tough to deal with that because it's like you know, what I'm saying like you family. But one thing they taught, they teach you when you first cross is that every frat ain't your frat and every bro ain't your bro. And it was just one of those situations that I ran into, but I learned from it all at the same time. And then I ended up with a great partnership with me and the producer because of that situation. Ah, okay, okay. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, you know, thanks for sharing that that experience. You know, because I know a lot of artists uh, listening to the show too, and you know, I can definitely, uh, you know, take some things from that. Yeah. All right. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into this break, and when we come back, we got the old church lady announcements. We also have butterfly flow with Adrian Charleston, and we also have uh, more of your calls. And uh, some more discussion. You know, we have D Hood as our guest. You know, the rapper that's featured on Mount Naz's Tarzan. And, uh, you know, of course, he has a lot of great songs uh, on his own as well. And uh, you're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with Walk of the Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charlton, and some guy named Jay. Friends said I'm my own designer, I get dollars, I'm a whole shot I'm in the mob, I finish, I'm a slide to the Bahamas Don't trip on my friend on designer, dripping in dirty cabana Don't trip on my friend on designer, I'm dripping in dirty cabana My own designer, I get dollars, I'm a whole shot I'm in the mob, I finish, I'm a slide to the Bahamas Trippin' in Dodge Cabana Don't drip on my brand new designer Trippin' in Dodge Cabana Don't drip on my brand new designer Pull up in that brand new designer Pull up in the brand new designer I pull up with brand new designer Money blue like designer Started lookin' like Rihanna I'm pullin' up in that Bahamas I'm a sider Countin' up, don't bankroll Gettin' money cause I said so All I think about is money I'm a whole shadow. 
I'm in the mob, I be in the summer slide to the Bahamas. Don't trip on my brand on the sun. Dripping in those in Cabana. Don't trip on my brand on the sun. I'm dripping in those in Cabana. Yeah. My own designer, I get dollars on my own saddle. I'm in the mob, I be in the summer slide to the Bahamas. Bahamas, dripping in those in Cabana. Don't trip on my brand on the sun. Dripping in those in Cabana. Cabana, don't trip on my brand on the sun. Hey there, my beautiful people. This is Andrian, your holistic health coach, coming at you from the global front. What if I told you only four ounces of this water for 30 days would lead you to longer, healthier hair, softer skin, more energy, better, stronger workouts, increased sex drive and stamina, come on now, easier weight loss to get you that sexier body, no more pain and stiffness, all while getting rid of any drugs or medication you're on, and it's all natural, it's all available without a prescription. Contact me for more information at andrian65 at gmail.com, A-N-D-R-I-A-N-E-6-5 at gmail.com. Peace. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh -uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let Uh me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Old Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, up. Dun. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. 
that's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep them curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes Tea from CurvyButtHealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. All right. You're listening to the... Well, welcome to the second hour of Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Farm of the Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charleston, and some guy named Jay. All right. Now, you know what time it is after the break. The old church lady announcements. So, uh, you know, I know after the commercials went off and after the song went off, I know you're like, okay, oh, it's time for Jay. He's going to stumble over his words. I ain't got time for that. He needs to learn how to read. <laughs> how come he makes these long-winded posts and he can't even read? I don't want to hear him read these announcements. So I'm going to go use the bathroom, make a sandwich. I'm going I'm to I'm turn on Netflix or something, look at a little, little, little something where I left off. Whatever series I was looking at, I don't want to hear this guy. I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> no, you, you know, you're going to listen to it. I'm going to make you listen to it. I want to say, uh, first, I want to give another shout-out to Mouth Nass. He has the song Tarzan, which also features our guest, E. Hood. And you can go to www.maltnaz.blogspot.com. And you can get all the information on Mount Naz and his songs. And uh, you can purchase that single from Amazon.com. Go to Amazon.com, put in Mount Naz, Tarzan, only 99 cents. Get it. And uh, if you put a review on it, you know, you put some stars behind it, what I'll do is I'll take that review and I'll put it in the Blacktopia mobile app if you want me to. So if you do that, if you purchase a single, only 99 cents, and uh, you, you, you know, you want to, Give a good little review about it Like oh this song is dope uh, You know um, Mount Naz and D-Hood They killed it on this record uh, You know and I'll, I'll just take this, You know if you want me to You can inbox me and say Hey Jay I did it And you can screenshot it You don't know, got to screenshot it But you tell me You know what your name was And who you did it And blah 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 And I'll go on Amazon I'll snatch that review Put it in the Blacktopia mobile app For all the people that Has the Blacktopia mobile app So they can see it too um, You know I mean if you want To give your opinion on it on it, you know, and I'll, I'll put it out there. But a lot more people have been downloading the Blacktopia mobile app. And you can go to Blacktopia, uh, no, no, excuse me, you can go to iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World to download and install the Blacktopia mobile app. It, it doesn't take up a lot of your uh, space on your uh, on your device. Um, you know, it, it's quite simple. Just get it and keep you updated on Blacktopia. Also, um, we have the Blacktopia All Black Business Directory on there as well, so definitely check it out. And another great thing you can do with the Blacktopia mobile app is you can stream Vacay Films produced urban drama web series, City of War. 
you know, uh, you, can, you can check out City of War on the Blacktopia mobile app, stream it, look at it. You can also go on YouTube, too, and, and check it out, too. Just put in City of War. Uh, we did Welcome to the Country last Friday, and Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady interviewed the producer, Joe, Monumental Joe, um, who, was, who was the producer of uh, City of War, and they chopped it up and talked about the series, and it was a great interview. Barbara always does great interviews. So if you want to check out that interview, if you didn't check it out, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast on demand. Or you can go to iTunes and just put in Welcome to the Country. And when you do, take the O out of country. It's C-U-N-T-R-Y country that way. You know, and, and, you know, put that in on iTunes and you can download Barbara, the country cleaning lady, welcome to the country interview with uh, with Joe, the producer of the City of War web series. It's, it's, it's pretty great. Um, also, next week, we have R&B singer Nakia, and uh, she'll be debuting her single, Dawn, featuring D, on February 28th. That's when the single drops. That's also her birthday. So it's her birthday. The single drops on the 28th. And uh, I believe something else is happening on the 28th with her, too. Uh, so that's a big day for Nakia. Um, and you can also, well, no, you can't stream it on, on, on the app. I was going to say you can stream that on the app. You can stream her, stream her old single, uh, uh, a drug song. You can do that, but not the, not Gone. Gone's not there because it's going to be released on iTunes on February 28th. And, um, so you can go to iTunes on February 28th and download that single, Gone. And her album will be dropping in May, and we'll keep you updated on her upcoming album. So join us next week. we chop it up with uh, R&B singer Nakia. And, you know, also there's a fun fact about uh, Nakia. You know, she's the niece of uh, of the Gap Band's Charlie Wilson, you know. So, yeah, that's that's, that's cool. She's, uh, you know, Charlie Wilson is her, is her uncle. And, um... You know, and also, you know, Nikki is also a member of Blacktopia, too. So definitely join us for that. And uh, I know there's two other things I'm going to plug right quick, too, and I'm going to pass the mic over to Adrian Charlton. I did a good job reading today. Yeah, yeah, pat myself on the back, give myself a gold star. I'm learning. <laughs> uh, go to Black. To- go to, uh, okay, I, I said I did a good job reading, and I'm, I'm going to say the word Zazzle wrong. Go to www.zazzle.com, the Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com forward slash product on demand, and you can purchase the Blacktopia keychain. Hold your keys together the same way Blacktopia, Blacktopia, (laughs) holds black people together. And you can also get that Blacktopia coffee mug, too, that tea and coffee mug, so well, next time when you're drinking your tea, you can uh, do it with your pinky in the air like I do Kermit Frog. You know, but that's not my business, though. Okay, that was... <laughs> All right, I'm having too much fun. Enough of me having fun. Let me go take the take the butterfly out of the jar. Oh, the butterfly's already out of the jar. Adrian. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hello everyone, this is Adrienne and I'm going to do Butterfly Flow 
And tonight, Butterfly Flow is going to be a little different. I am going to do a poem. Um, I know you're like, oh, your whole Butterfly Flow book is full of poems. This one's not in there. It's a poem I wrote um, specifically uh, for a certain reason, and I'm not going to tell you why. If you're on the event page, you already know what I'm about to talk about. But if you're not, you're going to have to wait till I finish the poem to know what I'm talking about. Um, and this poem that I wrote, um, my son said it's his favorite poem that I've written. So that makes me proud because he enjoys it. So here you go. A child is born in a world of turmoil. The parents, they did what they could in this world. When the world saw fit to make this child fatherless at a young age, then decided that a motherless child would suit this child better. So it was up to the world to raise this child. And so the world did. The world loved this child, loved this child to do its bidding, loved this child to be an unproductive man in the world. And as the child grew into a man, he gained knowledge, knowledge of the world, knowledge of people, knowledge of self. The world was not happy about this newfound knowledge. The world wanted, wanted him as well as everyone else ignorant and in the dark. But this man, this man found a light, his light. So he began to illuminate the world for others to see. Some accepted this light and in turn found their own light. Others put on shades because the light was too bright and they wanted to stay in the dark of the world. And there were still others who felt his light was too bright, too fast. So much so, they believed that his light would dim theirs. The world, too, this light of light, the world took this light of light to punish his child, the child that had abandoned the world to become a man. So the world, in the only way the world can, decided to extinguish this man and his light. But what the world did not know was that the seed had already been planted, and all these children have to do was grow, grow in knowledge, knowledge of the world, knowledge of people, knowledge of self. From a child of this world to a man of knowledge to a memory and path to be celebrated, for others to reach inside for their own light and continue down the path to awaken others. Malcolm X. And um, I chose this poem tonight because this is the anniversary of the assassination of Malcolm X. I was going to do something else, but um, when I realized this, I decided to do that poem and share with you and let's celebrate the life and the man that he was and all that he's done and just continue to celebrate black history, not because it's February, but because it's black history. So thank you very much. And that's Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, yeah. Now uh, we bring on D. Hood and Barbara. Back, um, now, now, D Hood, you, you are speaking. You know, I, you know, in the during the, uh, the old church lady announcements, I talked about uh, City of War. You, you like, you like City of War, don't you? D-Hood? Man, hey, <laughs> it's a show. What I watched episode two or three. Man, what that is the show I watched it today. I watched episode three today. That is my show. I'll be on. I'll be waiting on it to pop up. Okay. Oh, he just. 
My wife got on to me on Valentine's Day because I was watching that show. I was supposed to be standing up the road, getting all romantic and stuff. I'm sitting there, and I sat on the couch and watching TV War about to get in trouble. And I got sidetracked. What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> it's yeah. bad, ain't it? It's bad, ain't it, D? It's bad. I love <clears> that <throat> show. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first saw the first episode and it first came on, I was like, ooh. And I know, I right? I can relate mm-hmm. to it. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is real. But you know what? I feel like if, like, um, if people actually, like, looked at that and actually seen it, like, more so, like, in their face like that, to realize, like, this is, like, really what goes on. Like, these guys really, even though it's a television show, but, like, if you out there in the street, like, that's really mm-hmm. the life you got to live. I remember, uh, 2008, I had a week. I had a week before I had to be to Fort Valley State University. So mm-hmm. from August 3rd, I reported to school to August 10th. But that's from August 3rd to August 10th, I was calling between three different shootouts. And one, and it had nothing to do with me. It was just because of my brother was associated with these guys. And, you know, they got the right. They couldn't get to my brother. And they was like, well, we can't find your brother. We're going we gonna to come to you. And then, like, this girl... Made it so bad. I had just got out of uh, Bible study. This girl mm-hmm. called me. I had just got off the church bus. She was like, "My cousin said they can't find your brother. They gonna come to you." I'm like, "Man, you tell your cousin them hands out." Because I was a fighter growing up. Like, I don't care. I, I don't care. You gonna have to beat me up. Period. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight. I ain't spending no guns in that. I fight. If you wanna fight, we can fight. That's how I was growing up. Like, I don't care what. I fight all ten of y'all. Y'all might beat me up, but two of y'all gonna know y'all been in a fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how I was. Mm-hmm. So I told her, I was like, hands down, man. You tell your cousin they want these hands. They know where to find me at. And they pulled up to my pop's house in the shootout. They went to bunch, and I had my little sister on the porch with me. So that was crazy. But one night, my brother told me, my brother came and got me. He was like, yo, bro, we go up to the store. And um, this really made me mad. My brother's like, yo, bro, we're going to the store. I need for you to put on a black T-shirt. I was like, for what? He's like, just put on a black T-shirt. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And we went and walked through the store. And in our neighborhood, in the projects we grew up in, it was a pathway on this road. And you hit the pathway, it was Smoot Street. You know, and out of the bricks, you go on Smoot Street. And, you know, it's the pathway right there. When you hit that pathway, it, it's dark. Like, mm-hmm. you ain't used to going through that, you'll get scared. We hit the pathway, we got on Smooth Street, we got, like, in the middle of the road, and, like, somebody from behind us started, like, just down in the pathway, like, from the prize, they just started dumping down towards the pathway we was at. So my instant reaction was to run, but it was a hill right there. When I got to the top of the hill, it was a car sitting there waiting on somebody to come over the top of that hill. So I instantly mm. followed my stomach, because I ran track in high school, so I instantly fell on my stomach, but this is what really made me mad. Everybody I was with, they had a gun and bullets to go to it. I was just up at my pop house chilling. You know, I was just chilling. I ain't know nothing about what was going on. So I was mm-hmm. in a bad situation. And from and I was like maybe a five minute walk away from my mama's house from where <clears> I was. <throat> but it took me like an hour to get to the crib. Like I had to go through these people yards. I had to jump a gate. I had to lay beside a a white waller trying to bite me. He's looking at me I'm like, dude, you need to shut mm-hmm. up right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, say, you can bite. If you're gonna bite me, bite me. I'm not gonna deal with you biting me. You're taking a bullet right now. 
But it was that was a bad night, and that kind of was me and my brother kind of like stopped staying eye to eye after that night. And I told him once mm-hmm. I got to the house, I was like, man, don't you ever, you know, I said, and I told my brother straight up, I said, man, bro, if you need me to ride with you, like, I don't, I don't mind, I'll ride. Like, if I really got to ride with you, I'll ride. But I said, don't you never put me in no situation like that again in your life because, you know what I'm saying, like, that was my life on the line. You know what I'm saying? That was that was me, my well-being because of something mm-hmm. y'all got into. And I wasn't even fully prepared to, you know what I'm saying, to walk into the situation. You you came and got me and put me in. You know what I'm saying? You could have left mm-hmm. me where I was at. Then my mama ended up going to jail the same <clears> week. It was all bad. <laughs> As I told Joe Campbell about his show, because it is bad. It is bad. City of, City of War is bad. You were a it. survivor. That's the third group. You got your, you got all the games there. You got One Nation. You got the Savages. Mm-hmm. You got GQ. And then you now represent the survivors. <laughs> yep. Because you survived the situation to get back to your mom house. You one of them guys like the guy said, I'm tired of getting fucking shot at. So that was you. Oh yeah. That was yeah, you. Remember yeah. hearing them dudes say that? Remember yeah. hearing them say I'm that? Because half of them never had a gun. If you if you watch some of them guys, not all of them carried some of them had switchblades and a damn blade gonna do nothing to a guy with an AK. But some of them guys had switchblades, right. they had sticks and a couple other things on them. They were the survivors because they didn't have guns. Dang. They only had a hand and a few other things. So, you know, you were put in that same scenario as some of those guys yeah. are, but, you know, they were tough enough to ride or die. And, I mean, you know, and you said, you mentioned about seeing it on the streets. We do see it every day. I mean, even when I come through those some of those neighborhoods to get to a, another neighborhood to go clean somebody's house, I see them guys, and I can't verbatim understand what they're saying, reading their mouth, but Joe put it right in perspective because now I'm up close and personal hearing what they say. And, I mean, I got to say to you, too, if you say you was one of them little bad boys, y'all ain't calling that shit work. I'm going to come put a hit on all y'all motherfuckers because it ain't called no damn work. It's called drugs. Call it what it is. <laughs> Right. Work, I'm gonna come put a hit on y'all myself. Cause I'm like, and I laughed when I saw that, and I told him the same thing. I laughed. I said, "How the hell y'all call this work? For real, for real." But I mean, you know, I mean, I get it. I get it now. I mean, after going back and looking at the episodes, they were good enough for me to look at one more time. But going back and looking at them again, I get why they said that in their mind. That is truly a job for them. And what made it mm-hmm. so sad in the second time with me watching it, it made me cry. Do you know the struggle that black men went through to make a better life for you guys, for you to join a fraternity, which you know only white men were allowed to do? Black men ain't never had no fraternity to maybe the late 40s, early 50s when they formed their own underground. To be able to be above board and call yourself a fire or beta or psi or anybody up against the white class having theirs from their Ivy League schools is a major accomplishment in the black society. And, and when you take all of that accomplishment and watch these boys tell you that living that life is a job to them, it was the most saddening thing when I put it in perspective for me to see. Because that is not a job. That is not your life. That's the quickest way to end up six feet under pushing daisies. Yep. And that is the For truth. Real. Or better yet, you end up hooked up on your own product because you're standing around holding it so goddamn long, you end up smoking it your damn self. So you end up a product of your product 
You either end up dead behind your product or somebody you love dead behind your product. I mean, either way, there is no good outcome to this. I don't care how much money you put in your hand, somebody blood on it. And I mean, I mean, you gotta just call it real, call real, real. I don't care how much yeah. money these Negroes make out there, you are holding on to money somebody blood created, cause yeah. somebody died. It ain't like the guys went out there and made it on their own, like you are doing now, being an artist. That money is passed from hand to hand, like you saw them go and rob the other guys and take their money. Somebody robbed somebody mm-hmm. to get that money. And it went past hands that way. It didn't pass hands legitimately. It passed hands through somebody getting hurt for somebody else to collect. And I mean, you know, and, and for the watch them believe in that was the most saddening thing. I mean, realistically, now as I look at it and, I, and I'm going down some of the streets, because I live in Norfolk, we got Church Street and a few other areas with projects at, and I'm looking at it now in a different perspective. I actually had to pull over my van because it shook me. It's saddening that this is Black History Month and we still got young folk can't even respect 30 days without over here and where God, Goddess live. That's um, Tammy Thomas. Where the Goddess live in Newport News and a few other places, you got them killing each other one by one one, picking them off like you would, you know, pick out your nose. And it don't make no sense when this is Black History Month. You can't even get 30 days of respect among the black folk, you know, for each other. But you worried about the white man being president. But you said of killing one another, so how the hell can you fight them when you're killing one another? I'm not, I'm not understanding the controversy and the hypocrisy right. we cause our own self. And I mean, truly, we do cause this our own self. Because ain't nobody white standing behind you with a gun saying, shoot this dude. Nobody's telling you to do that. You're doing it on your own. And, I mean, it was so saddening to me, even though I love those episodes. And, and Joe, if you hear me, man, the show is hot. And I told you to keep it going and and name my survivors after me. But even, even so realistically, and across the country, I know this is what's going on. And this is the daily living of a lot of young men. I am sad that that's what they choose to do when there is better out there for you. I mean, I put it to you this way. If you can sit there and chemically come up with the balance on how to create a new type of drug, synthetic or otherwise, if you could use those same resources like Carver did with that damn peanut, you know how much money some of these black boys could make better than the drug dealer himself. If you knew how to market that product and go to a pharmaceutical company and say, I can I can give you this to make people happy or sad, and get that marketed the proper way and patent it and put your name on it, trademark it, do you see the big-ass difference? Because now it ain't somebody coming after me with a gun. It's another person coming after me to try to outdo my product, but I'm still making mm-hmm. money, and I'm making it without looking over my shoulder. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, tell me if that makes better sense than the kind of like these guys act like or feel like that's what they got to deal with. And it's not. It's not. There are many ways, like Joe said, if this is this interview, we got a chance. When me and him spoke on Friday, go back and listen to what he said. There are many ways you can go out there and make it work for you. You just got to have the right attitude. And, again, if you can sit down and patch that idea to come up with a synthetic drug to hurt folks, why can't you take that same scenario, work it out correctly, and make it a legacy that you, your mama, your children, everybody you know 
can benefit from it through royalties they the owners of the white. I'm quite sure um, Mr. Carver, Washington Carver, folk, instead of making money off that damn people thing, because it was cash. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, to do it the right way, it seems like it's harder for these guys to do it the right way in the wrong way. And I don't mean no harm, but I'd rather starve first and look it over my shoulder or worry about somebody my child. Like some of these oh, guys yeah. are trying. And I spoke on that in the past, being on this show for three years. We had a couple of um people that I was saying how the guys, they couldn't get the guys, like you said, they came out for you. They were killing these people's kids. Catching the kids playing in the yard and shooting them in the head. That's here where I live at. If you can't get the sick, you get their baby. Yeah, they they heartless. Like they 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 real heartless, especially when you look at it with them guys out there in the streets. But mm-hmm. I guess it's because they what make them so heartless though because they lose a lot of homies. Like, they use a lot of close friends that they know. Like since they were little kids, then you know that's the that person probably closer to you than your own daddy. You know what I'm saying? And then right. they. This man kill him, and then it, 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 it's a never-ending cycle. That's why, like, that's why, man, I be, like, trying to get back, give back to the community as much as I can, man. That's why. Mm-hmm. Me and my old lady, we, we sit up here on Saturdays. We go, like, uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, we went and did uh, community service with special needs. Like, I'm real mm-hmm. big on that, too. Like, I'm like, hey, man, let's get out here. Like, I want to get around, like, like I'm in Fayetteville right now. I know it got like such a bad stigma to it, but my biggest goal, right. like, is like actually getting the high school and get to talk to some of these mm-hmm. high school males. You know what I'm saying? Because not many males willing to go in and talk to the other high school males because they're afraid of what they're gonna say. No, like, look, if this mm-hmm. way you gonna live, like, this is the reality of the road you're going down. You ain't gotta listen to me, mm-hmm. but hey, when your homeboy Joe or a Bill get shot in the head. And now you sitting there and they, they don't say you ain't did nothing wrong, but you was with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, make you, mm-hmm. you know something. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know something. They come set you up and you got, you know what I'm saying, gun residue on your hand. Did you how, long, how long you been in Fayetteville? I got to Fayetteville September 10th. 2015, that's when I got the chance, yeah. Okay, do you know about four years ago they had a case in the school? Somebody was making it go viral. There were young men um, taking other young men and young women, making them do some vile things and then posting it on different social media sites for people for money. Um, And it got big and out of control because they couldn't get the parents responsible for the children to own up to the kids doing what was done. Now, two of the young men um, actually went to jail behind it. One of the young guys, he killed himself because he he didn't want to face going to jail, and another one is still on the run. Um, You know, looking at that, they they tried to make all kind of excuses and put everything off on everybody else with why. They showed some of the videos why these things were done. And, like, right now, you know, they got those videos with teens going wild and all that kind of mess. See, people who capitalize on that for a profit, you make me sick because you're not helping these kids learn to do better. And as I've said time and time again, you fail to realize even if you come back in life and get better and do it right, somebody always know your past. And if they're jealous of your progress, they will bring that past to punish you. 
this is why you have to be very careful of what you do and what you say to others going forward on anything social media. And, you know, these kids are not learning that. They're thinking that it's okay to do these things, and it's not. And it's going to come back to bite you in the ass when you want to try to do better. And, I mean, I'm saying yeah. that point to partner. I have a young client right now. Her niece, excuse me, is 18, and she wanted to be in the in the betas um, at one of those colleges in uh, Florida. She wanted to go that when she graduate. Well, she went to the school, you know, did her, mm-hmm, went to the school, did her walkthrough and all of that. Don't you know they pulled a video with her at somebody party topless? Mm. And even though you know some stuff go on in these frat houses, don't say it don't. You know some stuff go on ain't right. Oh, yeah. But oh, even yeah. though that's the case, with your ass trying to become a member, I can't be looking at you on a video somebody, and let me let me correct this when I say it. Somebody leaked the video to the, um, to the, uh, the uh, group that was that was had to vote on her, the um I can't remember what they called them now, but whatever the group was, they had to vote on her. The council they had to vote on her. Somebody leaked that tape of her at a party, going topless. Don't you mm. know they told her that they had to deny her membership based on that, mm. and it broke her heart. And she came to me telling me, I said, get out my face because I had already told you, you can't do things and expect it not to come back on you. And that's all of us with a pass. If you don't tell nobody about it, trust me, somebody gonna find it. And I mean, that's and right, girl. Child, telling these kids you cannot do that. What you think in your own mind is fun. If when you get serious and want to mature up, it's gonna always come back to bite you, some way, shape, form. Even if you try to bury it, nothing stays buried long. That's what my grandma used to say from the country. Right. Nothing stays yeah. very long. Somebody eventually going to dig it up. I don't give a damn. They're trying to build a skyscraper over it. It's going to eventually get dug up. Yep. And, you know, you got people that sit on their computer just for that purpose, though. They they looking for something. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, I didn't know it until my cousin actually told me, like, uh, it ain't got nothing to do with my rap name, so it would be kind of hard to find a video. But in 2009, 4th of July weekend, so it's, it's 2009, I spent my 4th of July weekend in jail. So when I got out of jail, like, you know what I'm saying, I, I got stupid drunk. Like, I was with my cousin, we drinking it. You know what I'm saying? He done pulled out his camera. I'm in there acting a nut. I'm in there dancing. He done pulled out his camera. He got a video of me acting a nut, a straight fool on YouTube. <laughs> and it's crazy. And, like, when I see people, I was like, let me show you this crazy video of me in my younger days. And they're like, bro, that was you? I'm like, yeah. And that house was in my name. But, I mean, you live and learn and you grow up. But, like, don't be ashamed because, like, I tell somebody quick, like, what? I had I had to learn a lot of stuff. Like, I, let, I had to learn how to be smart. I had to learn how to, you know what I'm saying, to, like, grow up. And, above all, I had to learn... I had to learn how to be a, a good husband because I got young at a young age. I was 21 years old when I got married to my wife. So that was a learning mm-hmm. curve, you know what I'm saying? I had to learn how to, you know what I'm saying, to like to actually be like, okay, all right, I got to actually take care of her. Like she looking to me and her family looking to me to take care of her. So I had to learn. This was a, that was a, a lot of stuff. But like 
I said on one of the posts earlier, because somebody posted something earlier today in one of the groups today was talking about uh, um, relationship nowadays, you know, if somebody get mad and this and the third is turning towards status or something. Mm-hmm. That was like, and I was like, it's sad, but it's true. But, like, I think the difference is back in the older days, people took time out. Like, they just want to hop into a relationship. They would actually get to know that other person. Like, yep. I waited on my wife years, like, I met my wife August 10th, 2010. No, 2008. August 10th, 2008. And, you know, we was cool. I talked to her a while. She asked me what I was looking for in the girlfriend. I told her straight up. At 19 years old, I was like, I ain't looking for no girlfriend. I'm looking for a woman that I can spend the rest of my life with because as a, as a young male, and I done ran the street, I done talked to all these different chicks, like, you know what I'm saying? I was at a crossroad in my life where, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was really... Like, I need to settle down or I'm going to end up down the path of destruction. But she was also mm-hmm. old enough to tell me she wasn't ready for a committed relationship at the same time, which made it easier. But in that process, like, we became very close friends. And I always mm-hmm. turned back, good, bad, or ugly. So when we got together, it wasn't like, I don't know this person. I'm like, oh, man. I, That's I, right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that two-year gap that we spent, we we seen each other go through a lot, and we, but we also seen each other grow a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think now, like, that process, a lot of people don't go through that process no more because it's so social media and text message savage. Mm-hmm. People get mad. Mm-hmm. The first thing they want to do is go straight to what they come for. And with. blast. Mm-hmm. Put it up there and blast you. And I mean, it's, and that ain't even um, mature in the first place. Y'all might acquire about there, Jay. Miss yeah. oh, Adrian, yeah. what y'all think? What y'all think? Come on now. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, I was it's waiting like I'm doing the second thing with him. No, no. Come on, where y'all at? No. <laughs> I was gonna uh I was um, waiting for y'all to finish up and I wanted to talk to you oh. a little bit about Fairville. That's all. Okay. Come on. Find a well, break. Adrian, no, you Adrian, before you say mm-hmm. that, I just want to say this right quick. Uh you know, mm-hmm. they were, earlier they were talking about uh the City of War web, Urban Web Series, and like you guys want to say again, you can stream it from the Blacktopia mobile app. So if you if you missed the episode, if you ain't seen it, you can go to you know go to the Blacktopia mobile app and you can stream it, or you can go on YouTube. So definitely check out City of War. And mm-hmm. uh, we also take calls. If you're listening in on the link, give us a call at five one six three eight seven one two one nine and press one, and you can jump on in there. If you're already listening in on your phone, if you if you called in and you're streaming it from your phone, just press one and we'll bring you on. You can join the discussion. We'll uh you know, you can talk to D Hud about his uh, about his music, about his past, or any of the any of the topics that uh, Barbara and D Hud are talking about right now, or, you know, about the relationships, about love, about uh about you know, D Hud's past, things like that. Anything. Uh or if you want to talk about how uh, crazy it is in Fayetteville, which uh Adrian's about to touch on. Say it, no. Hold, hold. Okay, I want you to back up on that. Okay, yeah, yeah. How, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, sit right down. Now. Yeah, yeah, That's I'm right. Sorry. Don't don't you start. Um, yeah, so how do you like living in Fayetteville? <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 it's kind of cool. I don't really go out much because, like, I, I go to work, I come home, and mm-hmm. then 
spend time with first lady and then, you know, when I go out, most of the time when I go out, it's more so about, like, doing music and doing stuff like that. I really don't go out. I don't go to the club that much unless I'm doing the show mm-hmm. or something. Cause, like, you know, like most of the places around here, like, you know, you're dealing with a lot of younger kids. And like, now, and I'm, I'm getting closer to 30 now. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like you start seeing stuff a lot different. So it's like, okay, like, do I want to go to the club or, you know, so I really go out to the movies or something and spend time with old lady because I'm going to go to the club mm-hmm. and then you don't never know what environment you might walk into. I haven't had no bad experiences living in Fayetteville. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing, but at the same time, yeah. I do know, like, the stuff that goes on within the surrounding community, so I be mindful of my surroundings at all times. Like, sometimes when we go out, my wife, she be like, what's wrong with you? But I be so alert because I'm, I'm watching everything because, you know, yeah. like, you see certain stuff, and I'm like, okay, I used to be that guy. So I don't know what – you don't never know what his mindset might be, especially, like, right. when when I step out, like, when me and my wife step out, we look like money. So if I'm somebody trying to come up on a quick lick, like, if you look like money, you're a target. You become my next target. So I understand that, too, all in a sense. So even though we just out and about chilling, like, I'm out and about chilling, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I'm looking too because you never know because if that one moment when you just relax and be like, okay, I'm good, could be that moment mm-hmm. where now you 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 staring down the barrel of a gun, and I never want my wife to be in that situation, you know, because I know how to deal with yeah. that, but my wife, on the other hand, you know, she might freak out and freeze up, and then, like, yeah, something happened to her, like, yeah, they might as well go ahead and kill me, too, because they... Yeah, it's, that's going to be a long day. Because that's, like, really the only family I got. Like, now, like, mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time. Like, that's the only family I really consider I have. Like, my wife is my family. Because my immediate family yeah. kind of cut me off once I got married. And if you go to my SoundCloud, mm-hmm. there's a song on there called I Came Along. And mm-hmm. it was pertaining to a lot of the stuff that was, like, dealing with my immediate family that wasn't, like, kind of so eye-to-eye because it was a lot of stuff going on, but wasn't nobody trying to talk to me. So I was like, well, right. you know, I came along, and at the end of the day, it's true. I came along, I'm a dialogue. We all came into this world alone. So and it, unless I go down range and I get killed with, like, 10 other battle footage because somebody blowed up our vehicle, mm-hmm. and then like that happened, when I die, I'm going to die by my lonesome self for whatever reason I die. Yeah. Unless I end up in a car crash or something, you know. Outside of that, I'm going to die yeah. by myself. So. Yeah, that's true. And um, are you? do you live in Fayetteville or outside of Fayetteville? In Fayetteville. <laughs> okay, I got to ask. And, and I'm asking you all these questions because I am from Fayetteville, <laughs> born and raised, too sick, okay. and don't get I, it twisted straight off the murk. I might seem like I'm all, you know, but you know, people in Fayetteville, we like we have baby. no choice. That's what. <laughs> and I tell people like, because people look at me and they like, you grew up in Fayetteville, like they don't believe it. And then I talk about you know growing up having to fight and certain things and you know being around guns, shot, not necessarily shot at, because when nobody actually shooting at me, but being shot towards, you know. <laughs> Things mm-hmm. like that ha- have happened, and it's like it's unavoidable in Fayetteville. It's like Fayetteville teaches you mentally things that the, that the uh, stop it, Jay. Fayetteville <laughs> taught me things that the military c- 
could not teach me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. most of the things I learned about being observant, being alert, being being able to know what's going on without having to watch things, to feel things, Fayetteville taught me that before I even joined the military. So the military stuff Say it with your chest. To it, and that's why <laughs> and that's why I was asking you he's so silly. And that's why I was asking you about uh how you felt about Fayetteville because I love my city. I'm. I, a lot of people that oh, are yeah. from there don't even claim it. I'm like, we went to school together. I'm from such and such. No, you're not. We've been to school from elementary all the way through. You're born and raised in Fayetteville, just oh, like yeah. I am. Yeah, wow. and I claim it everywhere I go, no matter what, even though it has a because bad Because they made you who you Jay, are. Right, right. And Jay trying to talk, you know, Vietnam, all that. And I start to tell people sometimes, don't make me bring it out. Because, you know, she ain't gone. She's just somewhere right. chilling. So. <laughs> chilling until mm. I have myself. Yes, yeah, because I'm a Gemini. She, she's chilling just in case. Don't get it twisted because, like I said, I was born and raised there. It's not, this is not a game. This is not something. And pe- most people see, this, you know, the side of me of who I am and how I am. But as I say, if I didn't have Fayetteville, I wouldn't be who I am because it taught me so many things about people and about life and about how how people really are. Like, you never know how people really are. And if I didn't grow up the way I grew up and where I grew up, I wouldn't know that, and I would be a completely different person, and things would be completely different mm-hmm. for me. So I'm glad you're in Fayetteville. I'm glad it's okay with you. You, you didn't badmouth my city because I might have to come find you. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> oh, no, it don't bother me. Like It's just like being here is like just like being back home. For the kind of right, so it's, it's pretty chill. Like I actually like it. Like it plus me. Like I like being around like a lot of like uh black people, rough, rough. Yeah, and, like yeah. from the street because that's mm-hmm. I came from the street. So to me, like being around them guys, I'm like, hey, look, because like to me, like if I'm around them, I can sit around mm-hmm. and talk to them, and then by them talking to me, like, hey, right. look, man, I was like, I was you. Trust me, like I mm-hmm. was you. 10, 12 years ago, I was you. Like, look at me like mm-hmm. I was you. Like, I can go to the high school and look at that kid straight in the eye and be truthful with him. Like, you was me when I was 16, 17 years old, not knowing what I was going to do with my life. But luckily, I ended up with a track scholarship that got me out of a mm-hmm. bad situation. So, I mean, but yeah. And they I was, recognize I like, that. They recognize that in you because people from people from the streets or you know from the hood can recognize other people cuz i've i've met people before and they talk try to talk that game and i'm like mm where are you from that's why i always ask people like people some people try to claim fairville and then they live like in hope me over <laughs> sanford or rayford and i'm like no that's not fairville you didn't grow up in fairville so don't try to play with me i can look you in your eyes and tell you didn't grow up in fairville cuz there's a there's something when people grow up in the hood, they have something about them that other people from the hood know, you know. <laughs> so you can't just just say certain things. Oh yeah, that's what you like. No, 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 you uh-uh. didn't. So yeah, I got in yeah. tour with a guy like that. I remember when I was at AIT, <laughs> I got in tour with this guy because it, 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 I didn't mean nothing towards him, but it was like they was like, "Hood, you from Georgia, right?" I was like, "Yeah." They was like, you from Atlanta? And my instant response was, no. 
fuck Atlanta because I'm not from Atlanta. Like, I'm not going to claim Atlanta right. Georgia when I know I'm not from Atlanta. So my instant response mm-hmm. was, no, fuck Atlanta. And But I didn't know was it was another guy standing there that who was actually from Atlanta. And so, like, they tried to hype him up for the kind of, and they were like, uh, you know, he tried to, like, check me or whatever. I'm like, look, bro, I said, look, no disrespect to your city or where you from, but I'm not from Atlanta. So, like I said, in response to that question that they asked me, since I'm not from Atlanta, fuck Atlanta, because I'm not from there. <laughs> and then, you know, he tried to, like, come at me, so I was, whoa, 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 where you from, where you from? I said, well, since you asked, I'm from LaGrange, Georgia, a.k.a. Trap County, Luton Morgan Home. And he looked at me sideways. I said, all right, yeah, now you know where I'm from, so don't let them hype you up when you get your ass yeah. out here. Because right. I don't care about where you're from. Because, like, a lot of people outside of Georgia, they give a lot of, a lot of like, respect. But, a lot of, like, a lot of people in Georgia, like, I respect Atlanta because my wife's from Atlanta. But outside of that, like, a lot of the guys in Georgia that grow up in Georgia, like, Atlanta get a lot of publicity because you're surrounded by news stations. But people from, like, Albany, Savannah, Valdosta, mm-hmm. my hometown, like, them guys, like, yeah, y'all from Atlanta, but understand something. Y'all get a lot of publicity because y'all got the resources to give y'all that publicity right. so people outside of your city know where you're from. But when you actually going to Georgia and you look at it from a bigger scheme within the state, a lot of the crazy mm-hmm. stuff happened in those small towns like Badasa, right. like where I'm from. Like I was we was in Atlanta this weekend and one of my white friends he was like, Man, I done seen your hometown on the news the last two days. I said, Yeah, I already know about it, but I've been watching it on Facebook. They done they done shot a sheriff officer or one dude done killed himself in the hotel room. All kind of crazy stuff. I said, I I, I get it mm-hmm. all on Facebook. You know, so it, it's yeah. just stupid. It's just crazy. But I, I tell people, like, I'm from them, but, like, I don't go home. Like, what? <laughs> like, I tell people, like, when I go home, like, literally, when I go to the Grange, when I go home to, like, my hometown, hometown, I step mm-hmm. out of my car at full battle rattle. And people laugh at me when I say that, but I really do. Hmm. Like, I be, I yeah. have on my vest. I have on my ACA. Mm-hmm. I be in. Again. <laughs> I'm saying, I, that's about the first hour and a half 
the teacher got me for about the first hour and a half. After that, I'm getting up and walk out of the classroom. Like, I, cause anything you say after that, I'm not hearing you. Like, I'm getting up and leaving. You can shoot me in my email. I showed. You should be happy I came to class for the first half of the. For the first half of it. Three hours in one classroom. What what, yeah. what do you have to talk about for three hours? I'm like, that is a but that's thing. one. She so goes, she only goes once a week though. So that's why. Yeah, that that class is yeah on the Thursday. She's she taking six yeah. classes right now. She, uh, oh wow! And okay. then and then okay. she do yeah she taking six classes and then she do her um student teaching on Tuesdays and Thursdays because she's going to school to be a um uh, early childhood education with a focus in special needs. But I say really hard on her about oh. her schoolwork. Right. Yeah, and that's good because we do we need some good special education teachers. Just you know, people who actually care and that's what they want to do, not people who went to school for something else and decided to become a teacher. You know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, that's very very great, and I commend her. Like that's a a good field. Like special needs children, they have a a special place in my heart, and I won't get into it because we're coming close to the end. But just know she's doing great work. So yeah. No, she cuts me out most of the time because I get on up out of schoolwork. <laughs> I don't want to go to class. Get up. You got to class. Yeah. You, you got to go to class. Mm. That's right. That's right. Got to go and get that. I'm all right, Jay. She's trying to get all I A's. am too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she got it. She going to Federal State? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I graduated from Federal State too. All right, Broncos Pride attitude check. Bronco Pride. Okay, you better get it. Yes, yes. Right, I mess with her all the time because I mess with her all the time because I was like, "Oh, you a traitor?" She's like, "What are you talking about?" Because I met her at Fort Valley, which is another HBCU, so I always mess with her. But I was like, "If you don't graduate from there, look." And it, I always mess with it because I know like the theme song for the school, and I'll be back. I'm like, oh, so you don't know your theme song. I said, you got to get right. I said, how do I know it and you don't know it? And she's like, you get on my neck. Right. Yeah. Mm-mm. All, right, All right, Jay, you can come on in. All right, well, uh, we only have, uh, oh, no, we got a whole five minutes. But uh, <laughs> I was about to wrap it up. A whole oh. five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes, we'll bleed through that quick. Um, mm-hmm. Well, well, D Hood. Uh, before we wrap this up, is there anything you want to uh, plug? Any social media? Any shout outs? Any any last minute things you want to just get out? Uh, yeah, I want to thank all of you guys. You, Barbara, and me. Uh, Thorn, Lord Jesus, Angie, Adrian, 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 yes. I've been looking at it all the time, so I'm like, I've been trying to tag you, and I'm like, you know what, I can't even, I can't do Is this. Is this right a now. rerun? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, y'all thank everybody, and then, um, like my wife, like, because she's a huge supporter, and everyone else that's on the line or that's listening across the world. Uh, like I said earlier, y'all can follow me. If you're looking for my direct page for me personally, it's Dennis Lamar, but for my Music page is Out of Order Entertainment, Facebook.com. You can find it right there. You can follow me on SoundCloud or Reverb Nation at Dennis Hudson on both of those. 
Shout out to my big brother, Mark Naj, and the IDE family. You know what I'm saying? That's my brother. So we get no bigger. I'm proud of him. He down there at school doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm so proud of him. He down there at school doing his thing. So big ups to bruh. And then uh, the late gate, late gate on Mondays and Wednesdays. This so like I like my week because I know I got something to do on Monday night. I know I got something to do on Tuesday night, and then I know I got something to do on Wednesday night. I got to figure out Thursday, <laughs> Friday. I got to find. But I seen some of the shows popping up online because I I see a lot of this stuff get dropped into the group. So I'm trying to catch some of them shows throughout the week as they come through because I they have a lot of stuff going on, like a lot of the uh, online radio station and stuff. I be watching it in the group, so I'm, I'm going to most definitely <laughs> tune in. I'm looking for this man talk show on the 25th. I saw somebody posted it in the group tonight, The Couch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that's one of my friends here in Greensboro. He does, like, a relationship talk show, um, and it's uh, a male panel, and they talk talk with women about how men see relationships. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. definitely be online. I'm I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I was like, Yep, I'm gonna definitely call in and be sitting online at seven thirty. <laughs> I'm gonna make a calendar now. Then you got a uh, spoken word coming up in March, right? Yes, March thirty first. I'm gonna send you all that information. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be right here <laughs> waiting. I'm clearing up my calendar right now. Like, okay, I got I, know, I got this stuff coming up, so I'm clearing up my calendar because I'm gonna make sure. Hey, she might have to skip that class that day. Tell your teacher won't be in class on this day. We're going up the road. Yeah. And make sure you um <laughs> post all your um your your sites and your contact information, all that on the event page too, because some people look at it the next day. So make sure it's in there so they can see right. it tomorrow. Yeah, I posted the single Miss Barlow was talking about Welcome to the Jungle, and I put yes, all my I contact that. information on there. Yep. Okay. All righty. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely check out D Hood, check out all of that. Uh also check out Mount Nash. You can go to www.malknaz.blogspot.com. Also check out the single Tarzan, which features D Hood. Check out all of that. Also check us out the Blacktopia Facebook group. Um, you know, we got a lot of things. We got Wednesday night poetry uh tomorrow. Plus, you know, so D Hood, you know, if you want to Drop some more poetry. Agent Charleston, same to you. Also, yeah. on Warm Wednesday, on Wednesday, we also talk about uh, things such as uh, humanitarian work and doing stuff in the community. So if you want to discuss, you know, working with special needs children in there, too, the things that you and your wife do and, you know, with the special needs kids, you're welcome to, to, to share that information and um, and let others know what you guys are doing so you inspire other people to help other people, too, so we can just, you mm-hmm. know, keep that love going and keep that helping going. Um, you know, also Friday at nine PM Eastern Standard Time we have another Welcome to the Country. Marvin Country Cleaning Lady will be interviewing Candace Norwood. Uh she's not a member of Blacktopia because why? But she's uh she's also she's a media blast group, so if you if you're in Blacktopia and a media blast group, I'm pretty sure you you uh in the media blast group, so uh, she'll be talking about the uh, the compilation they hear, the unheard compilation, superstition edition um, that just recently dropped, plus uh, H2R family and things like that. Um, before we wrap this up, Barbara, anything you want to say, right quick? 
I'm gonna try to send a uh, friend request to you, D Hood. But in all in all, keep it going, sweetie. You and your wife keep the young love going. Show these young couples it can be done, and keep right on striving for greatness. Cause and keep welcome to the jungle out there, love. Cause it's gonna be just like City of War. It's gonna take off. Oh yeah. Yes, man. All right. Well, uh, well, that's our show. You're listening to Black Toby Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Bob the Country Cleaning Lady, some guy named Jay Adrian Charleston, and Birdman. Is anything you want to say to me? Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. <laughs> <laughs>